when I was uh, uh, a lot younger, there was a, a, a black champion, Joe Lewis, some of you may have heard about him, most of you weren't around. And uh, he was fighting a young guy, Billy Kahn, and the people, uh, the people said, this Billy Kahn can move, he's, he says, he, he's all over the place. And he's really hard to find, Joe. How do you think you'll do? And Joe Lewis said, uh, it's famous now, he said, well, he can run, but he can't hide. And, you know, we, I don't know where you've been all day, and sometimes I wonder where I've been all day. But God knows exactly where you are, how far you've come, how far <laughs> you have to go. How long it's going to take me, you, together to get there? And we have to do it alone. And uh, and so the the absolute uh, wonder and overwhelming um, uh, onslaught of uh, care can't come from us. And, and if we're going to get there, we're, we're going to have to be, and I've said this a lot, <laughs> we're going to have to be like a woman who wants that baby to come. She's waited and waited. And when, it, when the labor starts, and I really don't know nothing about that, but I've been in on the pain and I've heard the, some of the travail. And it, it comes down to how much because there's nothing that is an inhibiting factor to you. Nothing that, uh, that God himself, if you ask him, uh, won't take care of. So we run, but <laughs> there's, there's no hiding. He's going to find us. God help us tonight. We love you, and we would like to be those who uh, are learning to love you more than we love ourselves, for Jesus' sake. Amen. Yeah.
church and school site if you don't have the book. Do you have your device? Yes, if you have your device.
chapter I'm reading from a different uh, version verse 5 and have you forgotten 12th chapter his encouraging words spoken to you and his children, he said, My child, don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God. Or, don't get depressed when he has to correct you. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. And when he draws you to himself, it proves you are his delightful child. <coughs> we'll get back to that, but uh, in the Gospel of John, third chapter, there's a very famous verse there. <coughs> 16. Therefore, here's the way God loved the world. He gave his only unique son as a gift so that now everyone, everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. Of course, the King James says, for, so, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and if we go back to the book of Hebrews, I think it's chapter 3. The last verse of that, he said, It is clear that they could not enter into their inheritance because of their unbelief. And so, um, In a way, it's a disadvantage for the young people that were born here and grew up here. Because the verses we read are very simple. It says what, that the reason he, the father gave his only begotten son. It says so that anybody, every, anybody that what? lives just like that but the other verse we read it said that those folks did not receive the inheritance because they did not believe I was born in a half Christian home because my mom was a believer but my father wasn't. I don't know what he believed. Uh, 
HSD didn't believe in, in religion. He came from a very small town, an Indian town, and it, the town was so small that they did not have a priest. Uh, they had a, a priest that would cover several little towns, and so he'll, he'll go town after town. But there was a man uh, that was my relative that was appointed like a, some sort of a, I don't know what he was. Uh, he did, really didn't have a title, but he was, he was able to keep the folks going in the Catholic religion. But when the priest will come around, sometimes uh, he'll come and uh, I guess my dad saw how they behaved. And he just, he just couldn't go that way. He just wouldn't. He had some respect for them, but no more than that. And so I grew up, uh, he had a saying that is very hard to translate, but it means if you do what I tell you, you fulfill your duties here at the house, then you can go to church. If not, don't even ask. And so we did that, we did everything he asked us to do, and, and, and we had the benefit of going to church. But when I was 15, I don't know who's 15 here, I walked away from, I walked away, I walked away from the church and everything that represented. And so our children, did not choose to come this way. We brought them along. Or they were born where we had decided to go. We did not ask them if they wanted to go. They were not even born yet, some of them. And so they grow looking at us. And I tell you what, they know everything about community. They've seen bad decisions, they've seen good decisions. They've seen things that work out, they've seen things that don't work out. They've seen the differences among us. Perhaps they even have heard us arguing with each other. Maybe they've seen somebody that even got out of the spirit. Maybe. In, in, and so they've seen all of that. And to me, it's harder to believe when you've seen that, then you haven't seen anything. Uh, so some come and give a testimony. Uh, some of us have been in the world and doing all kinds of things and how God came and rescued us. And I assume it's difficult for our children to identify with that because they've always been here. Yet, the verses we read, it tells us that what they need to do is the same thing we did. Very simple. Believe. Believe that. And you know what? Uh, uh, they'll find out that in most countries, Christians are a minority. And that is, they believe from other points of view, are uh, wild things. 
that only ignorant people believe. I came to the conclusion that, that humanity was so advanced that how could anybody believe in God? How can anybody believe that there's such a thing as God? And by then I was only 17. I already had come to that conclusion after reading many things and I thought, wow, poor people. And so you'll encounter, young people, you'll encounter a lot of people like that. That they just laugh at the, the things you believe. But somehow you forget that because you see that at every meeting, at every uh, opening, there are people that are telling you about something that, or someone that they know, and they are following. And so, uh, they come to a point where they have to face which, that's those verses we just read, believe. In this advanced society, believe. And you'll have to believe all the way to the end. Now before I, I go too far, I want to tell you a story and then uh, I'll get a couple of points from that story. Uh, a while back, in one of our groups, there was an elder that loved to preach. Every chance he had, he'd get up and, and get a, a pulpit. Even if he was closing the meeting, he'll take the, uh, the, the opportunity to close the meeting, and the closing will last one hour. You've never seen anything like that, I'm sure. <laughs> so what happened is that, I, I guess people were talking about it in the fellowship, and then they called an elders meeting, the people called an elders And in the meeting they said they have, it was about a good group of people, they said, I come to the conclusion that this brother was just out of bounds and that the best thing should be for him to sit down, not, not preach, not close any meetings. They were just tired of, of that. Well, when I, when I heard that, I was at the farm. It just happened that this fellow is still a very good friend of mine. But he also a very good pastor. He really cares for the people. It's just that preaching is not something that people appreciate when he does it. Uh, back in those days, anyway. So then Brother Buddy came and he asked me about it. And he says, have you heard him preach? And of course I have because I was in, the, in that group for a long time, and, and I've known him for a long, long time. And he said, uh, do you agree with that, that he preaches? Well, you know, uh, you mostly agree with, if you're walking with somebody, you mostly agree with what they say, you know? Not everything, but uh, I, said, I haven't heard him say anything that is not right. 
And he looked at me and he said, when he preaches, what spirit do you feel? Wow. It's hard to answer that question. But you know, when we get together, is that a ritual? Our children might say it like that. Because repetition sometimes causes that. But we're not after that. Preaching for the sake of preaching. I don't even like the lingo that the move uses, the word. He has a very excellent word. Somehow it doesn't sound good to me, but anyway, that's my problem. And then he, Brother Buddy said, uh, uh, is the spirit there? And of course, uh, when you get to give an opening, when you give, uh, come to this pulpit, the desire is that the spirit will be there. If the spirit is not there, then it is a ritual. It's just something to do Wednesday nights. And so when somebody here says you need to come ready, what that means is that you, and uh, sometimes even the phrases doesn't sound good anymore, but you have to come in the spirit. And so that the spirit in you, the spirit in the one speaking, it will cause what we're looking for. There are many better things that you can do instead of coming here tonight. If you like movies, uh, you can enjoy a nice movie. If you like to sit down and drink coffee and read, that would be a very good idea. <laughs> if those two things don't happen when we get together. First, the spirit in the one that is speaking. Second, the spirit in the one that is listening. Otherwise, uh, can you imagine how many times have you come on Wednesdays, on, sa on Saturdays, and sit down here and listen? And when you turn 18, you said, that's it. I had enough. Like I did before 18. I didn't wait till I was 18. So that's one thing to learn from what I share with you. But the other thing is that in the test, no matter how hard it is, you can come out all right. The brother sat down. I didn't agree with that. I told Brother Buddy I, I did not agree with that. That's something that should not have been done. But it was done. He sat down for many months. And I had a chance because we are friends. I said, well, brother, that's not the most important thing anyway. If people don't appreciate what you share them, 
then why share? Now it's easy for me to say that, but he's the one that is sitting down. He's the one that's been told to by the people. If it was the elders, you could appeal to the people, maybe. Or maybe think, well, they do like my ministry, but these folks are just envious or whatever. But it was the people. I said, I think uh, you'll be all right. And so, I don't know how long he was, but he learned his lesson. He learned the lesson, and you know what? He grew. I believe. And I also said, but anyway, nobody told, told you that you couldn't go and visit the people, pray for them, see what's happening. I said, things that you already do, so keep doing it. So he did. And he'll come to the meetings and he'll just sit down there and listen. Now he could appeal to Brother Buddy or, or somebody, and he did it. So if the most precious things you have is taken away from you, you'll be all right. I learned that when I saw him. I said, wow, that's something you really liked. I mean, he thought he, thought he was best preacher around. He thought he really had something going on. And then it's all gone. So the verse we read says, don't underestimate the training of the Lord. And Brother Bill read a Part of a I guess uh, I don't know if this is, came out of a devotional by by Sparks, but he bases what he says on Revelation three nineteen, and the verse there says, "I correct and discipline everyone I love." Take this seriously and change the way you think and act. And so in the verse we read in Hebrews, it says that we must not underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God uh, because that, that are the basis of our growth. Now, uh, I think uh, sometimes we think, or, or some people have said that, and I think Brother Joe mentioned something like that, that God was just, just watching you to see if you do something wrong and they will come after you. And we have also, uh, at times, speak of uh, God's discipline in, in the same tone. That there is something bad, that he just, this, that the discipline, comes because you did something wrong or because you went off the way. But that's not the case. You see, things are going to happen throughout our lives. 
So we Christians are not exempt of the things that happen to anybody else throughout their lives. People get in accidents, people get sick, people, you name it. If you live in violent cities like some of our brethren, our brethren have faced things that probably most of you will not face. And nothing happened to them. I mean, they still, they still there. God was so good to protect them, help them out. But they went through things that everybody, not everybody, but people in that city go through. And so I think what happens is that God is going to use the things that come your way to train you, to train me. It's not that he, he, he said, okay, I'm going to uh, put this brother through this particular test. No, he said, to me, it appears that things come anyway. And see what we do when those things come. One of the saddest things in, in, in the Bible is when Paul says, I wanted to speak to you as spiritual. I said, but I couldn't. And when I read that, I always think, oh, wow. <laughs> He's talking to me. He said, I wanted to talk to you as a spiritual man, but I couldn't. And then he gives the reason why. He said, you still you're still a baby. I don't know if that hurts or not. But if you love the Lord, it hurts. Can you imagine he said, you're still a baby. You, you still drink milk. You cannot chew, so I couldn't do it. And then he mentions the reasons why he calls them baby. And when you read that reasons, uh, I to hide, but I, I can't. He said, there's still division among you. There's still envy. And we could add all this there. There's still anger there. Put anything else that you want to there. But what happened is that they were not growing. Unfortunately, also are witnesses, perhaps, of our own lives, of seeing fellows that are 50, 60, maybe 70. Yet, if you observe their behavior, I'm, I'm talking about in the Lord. you realize they are still infants. Perhaps they say the same about me, but that's what Paul said. And so you can sense that what God wants his sons to do is to grow. So that when we believe, 
It was just the beginning of believing. And so that we believe throughout our life, through our, our Christian life, we believe every time something comes away, we believe that he is Lord. We believe that he knows what he's doing. We believe that whatever came our way, he knows about it. He knew before it happened. Like Brother Joe was telling us, he, he knew I was going to walk away from, from the church. He knew that. And Brother Joe uh, very beautifully said, it didn't surprise him. He was expecting it. Why? Because he made us this way. Because that's the miracle of miracles. That men made like that are invited, invited. He says, gave to, to them gave them authority, to them gave them the possibility. We're invited, we were given the opportunity to become like he is. We humans, we mermen, given that chance. And obviously there has to be a desire in our lives once we believe to go all the way to the end. And so uh, what this brother wrote he said, this is the big question which is always confronting us as to why it is that some leap into the light and go on and others do not, but always lag behind, never seem to see anymore. Well, I'll see. I, I think that um, in both sentences, I couldn't say, well, I'm, I'm the one that leap into the light. No. Perhaps at times a lag behind. He said that there is a selectiveness on the part of God you find that question in Romans also. A kind of elect of the elect that he has. Is it that he has favorites? I do not think so. I think a great part of the answer lies here, namely, in what God finds he has to deal with. Whether people mean business with him or not. Whether he has a clear way or not whether the ground is occupied or not already by that which is an obstruction to him. So that the, the danger, I think he says this over here also, uh, is not like we sometimes wrongly assume that I lose my salvation because I went the wrong way. 
No, no, the danger is that I might have come to a great invitation. The doors have been opened up to me. There's been a great sacrifice by our Lord Jesus Christ that he went to the cross for me. And I don't believe. Because what's in front of me is too great for me. Now most of the tests, if not all, not really something we like. Not something we, we invite to come our way. It just comes. But unless we see what's beyond, now before the verse we read, in Hebrews, it says, well, we are to set our eyes on Jesus. And it also says we are to consider him, the things he went through. And then it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. And so you have to have something beyond the test to go through the test. Now, some have interpreted that, uh, and I, uh, that what he saw, it was you and I. And so he, he had that great hope. I'm not quite sure about that, because there's a verse in, um, in the Psalms that it says, I delight to do thy will. And so I think that there was a delight in him to do what he was required of him. And he knew that if he did that, there'd be great joy. But if we don't see that, if we don't see that there's a delight to do his will, to submit ourselves to what's coming our way, knowing that that is going to help us to grow. At the beginning of the pandemic, a meeting with a brother in, uh, in Mexico and, uh, and Latin America, I mentioned unknowingly how long was it going to last. I said, the big question is that how are we going to come out of this test? Because the whole world is going through it, but we must see this differently. You see, when a test comes to anybody, they do all kinds of things to avoid it, or if they cannot avoid it, then they curse God and forget about it and just go through it. Or they might not survive the test. But when the test comes our way, we must see it, we must see that what the scripture is saying is an opportunity given to us to grow. Yeah. Otherwise, we're not like anybody else. <coughs> I mean, how many millions go through some of the sicknesses that are afflicting our brethren? Yeah. Yeah. How many millions suffer financial difficulties. Lots, lots of people. 
So that's not really the issue. The issue is me being a Christian and me having called this way, how are we going to handle the test? How am I going to go through the test? So it says that his heart was focused on the joy set before him. Now, it's very strange that the cross, the persecution, and joy are in the same sentence. And James, that is James, James the The justly call him. There in the book of James, in the first chapter, he repeats this. And he joins these two words again. I don't know how it says. In the King James, you could say, I don't have it here. But in this version, it says, My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. Now, all of you that have been tested with difficulties, could you say that? I mean, I read it and I said, that doesn't make any sense. Those two words don't go together. When I think of joy, happiness, I think of what, what, what can we think of? Doing something that we really like. Maybe your favorite win, I mean, your favorite team winning the championship that brings happiness to you. Or whatever it is that brings you joy. My joy and testing don't seem to, to go along. But we have learned that the Lord does not think like we think. And his principles are very different from the world's principles. And so he joins these two words, and he says, this is something valuable for you. I'm giving you this great opportunity for you to grow. Yeah. But if we don't want to grow, or we don't value growth, then we don't see that. We don't see it like that. We just, and I think uh, what uh, Javier said the other day about those brethren praying for Brother John, and he made the point that he wasn't making fun of them. Uh, and I think what, what sometimes the, the, the thinking of the world comes into the church. And so what the world wants is the problem fixed immediately. But it appears that sometimes God is not interested in that. 
And it's hard to accept that. Why? Because it doesn't make any sense. You mean the God that loves us, the God that, is, that has the best for us? What? Is that the best? Well, Jesus thought so. When he saw the cross, it says there that he, he saw great joy there. And of course, all of you know, naturally speaking, it was not a great joy. And he was to be beaten. Anybody ever been beaten? to be cursed, who wants to be spat at, mocked, reviled, pushed around. Don't push me around. Right? He couldn't say that. He just couldn't. Isaiah 53 tells us the whole thing. How he went. He said he didn't open up his mouth. You know, it takes great control not to open up your mouth. But it wasn't that he was exercising self control, it was the Spirit was there to help him get restrained and not open up the mouth when all those things were going on. But if we don't see that, then every, any little thing, especially if you're used to get, getting your own way. You must admit that there's something there in man that cannot accept that. You know, in 1917, when the Russian Revolution got going, and a couple of years later, they came up, came up with this idea that there was Homo sapiens, but now there's going to be Homo Sovieticus. A new man. Guess what? With all that effort, all that belief, it couldn't be done. Well, what about Homo religiosus? Has he tried to do it? Have you seen that? Well, you never met that man. No? Did he succeed? He can't. It's not given to men to get to do this. Now chapter 11, uh, Hebrews 11, ends up with a, a very strange phrase. It said that all these heroes, all these examples, did not receive the promise. 
They didn't. Now, Paul writes and he said, because they needed to wait for us. Now, for us, he meant the early church. Now, for us, it means us. So that scripture has been there for 2,000 years. And they believe it just as we do. We believe that those us they were waiting for, you and me. Do you believe that? There's no evidence of it. Yes, it? What do we need to do then? Believe. Believe against the evidence. The evidence that you own all men gives you, the evidence that the old man tells about the rest of the brethren. You have lived with these folks for 40 years. I haven't. But I lived with other folks down in Mexico for 30 years. And then some of them we met when we were children. So that's a long time ago. Some of them I met when we were teenagers. We even run together away from church. And we join the same groups together. But we must believe that God is able. So what has been developing is trust. Trust. The trust on God. Trust on community. trust in the Lord that is well able well able well able to finish this so he keeps saying he said um, I do not think so I think a great part of the answer lies here namely in what God finds he has to deal with whether people mean business with him or not whether he has a clear way or not, whether the ground is occupied or not already by that which is an obstruction to him. I do not think anybody will fail to get all the light of them, all the light the Lord wants them to have if they really do mean business with God. The Holy Spirit knows us. He looks right deep down into our hearts, knows whether we mean business. No, those are very scary phrases. Yeah. I mean, to think that he knows what we think, isn't that scary? I don't think James knows everything that Kerry thinks. Well, we just read something that is in the scripture. He's just quoting the scripture. He knows exactly what's way down there. He sees exactly what there is to hinder him and how, how far he can go. For the Lord is not going to coerce anyone. 
I want him to write differently and to say the Lord will, will push you around, which I do believe he does. Corner us, take us here there with a great hope, a great hope that we'll wake up and say, ah, this is the Lord. If we're taken up with ourselves, occupied with ourselves, circling around ourselves, centering ourselves, then the Holy Spirit has not a chance. We have to come to an end of ourselves. We have heard that many a times in past times, but the sand is to shout that to the top of his voice. I think sometimes I didn't listen. One time I was sitting at a convention where Andrew Giles was ministering. It was one of those times when you're sitting there, you're paying attention, your heart, your heart is wide open, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you. You know, a few weeks went by, and I forgot about it. So when I, when I read that, I know what he's talking about. And I must cry out to the Lord, Lord, help me. Like that man says, I believe. Help my unbelief. And so, not just our children need to believe that I need to believe. The warning is there. They did not go in. Not because they were great sinners. Not because they did this or the other. That would be easy because then you can read that and I said, I will never do that. But it says, they did not go in because of their unbelief. As simple as that. But as Or, how do you say that? It, 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 but as scares me to death. So let's pray for each other. And we believe all the way to the end. And it's just not one time, but continually, every time something comes away. With our children, we must believe that what was planted there, someday, someday we'll see the fruit of it. And of course, in some of them, we're seeing the fruit of it. But for the benefit of everybody, we must believe that one day, that's what the Bible says. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your spirit. We ask you for your help. We are indeed a needy people. We are hopeless without you. But here we are.
And we ask Lord Jesus, help each one of us to allow you to help us while we go through different tests, different sicknesses, different situations. Lord Jesus, help us. And we thank you that you are there for us, with us, and in us. In your precious name we pray. Amen.